Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks, changing millions of lives book by book, and their quirky, silly, and heartwarming book, The Elephant's Guide to Hide and Seek, by Kirsten Hayes and illustrated by Gladys Jose. Please support our sponsor by purchasing this wonderful book and others from Sourcebooks at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Hi, reader, and welcome back to part two of our steam train adventure. Part one was released earlier, so be sure to go back and listen so you're all caught up. Reading Bug Adventures is written, performed, and produced by the team at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore in California. This season, we're writing and recording all of our episodes from home, so things may sound a little bit different than usual. We're recording on microphones in our living room, and all of the people who voice the many characters in this episode joined us over the internet from their living rooms. It was a lot of fun, but the audio quality may not be as good as if we had recorded in a studio like usual. I want to thank Zencaster for making at-home recording easy and Resonate Recordings for making us sound our very best with expert mixing and mastery. Just like many of your schools, our bookstore is closed right now, but we're continuing to ship care packages and orders from our website, thereadingbug.com. You can order almost any book with us for kids or grown-ups. We're also shipping our Reading Bug Box subscription boxes, a selection of books and more, perfectly personalized to the unique age and interest and reading level of the recipient, and delivered right to your doorstep. You can purchase a subscription at readingbugbox.com. And while our store remains closed, I'm doing story times on Facebook Live, and we've got a craft time project video that's posted every Sunday. Join us at facebook.com slash readingbug. Thank you to our sponsors and to each and every one of you for your support. Your help allows us to continue writing new songs and creating our podcast, even in these uncertain times. A big thank you and hello to our newest patrons, Millie from Iowa, whose fifth birthday is today. Happy birthday, Millie. Hannah, who's going to be turning five this summer. Molly from Virginia. Cecilia from California. Sanvi from Washington. Finn from New York. Ronan and Asher from New York. And to Oliver and Miriam. You're a part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron and support our work, visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Now, reader, let's hurry back to the 1940s and our incredible ride on the 20th Century Limited, a beautiful and luxurious steam train running from New York City to Chicago. The Reading Bugs book bag and all the books inside have just gone missing, and we're going to need to solve the mystery and figure out who took them if we want to finish our adventure and get back home today. Are you ready to hurry back and use your sleuthing skills to figure out who done it? Great! Then, on the count of three, let's all imagine ourselves back onto the 20th Century Limited as it chugs down the track towards Chicago. Ready? One, two, three, let's fly! It's a reading bug adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper 
You're back! And not a moment too soon. This train is moving quickly and every minute gets us closer to our final stop in Chicago, where all the passengers will be able to leave the train. That's right, Lauren. And if they leave the train, we'll never be able to solve the mystery and figure out who has been stealing everyone's books. And my magic book bag, too. And if we can't find the Reading Bug's magic book bag, we'll have no way of getting back home. We'll be stuck here in the 1940s forever. We could really use your help, Reader. You've helped us solve mysteries before, like the mystery of the missing flowers in our garden adventure. So we'll need your quick thinking if we're going to solve this mystery before we run out of time. Do you have any idea who done it? We know it must have been someone else on the train with us. No one has been able to get on or off this train since we arrived. In fact, we know the thief is someone in this dining car with us. Because both Maisie's travel books and my book bag went missing when we were all together right here. Reader, do you think the book bag thief could be Madame Aurélie Magnifique, the fashion designer? Remember when she saw my book bag, she said... Mind my words, if you refuse to work with me, then I will find another way to discover your magic secrets. I promise. And you'll be sorry when I beat you to the stores with my La Cochinelle line of handbags. You're right. That sure sounded like a threat to me, didn't it, reader? But maybe Ali Oops, the inventor, stole the bag and the books. When Maisie's books were stolen, he was the only other person at the table with her. And he was really interested in your book bag, too, wasn't he, Reading Bug? Remember what he said? Unfortunately, despite my inventive genius, I can't find an investor to fund my research. Everyone is a skeptic these days. If I could only show them a working prototype. A time-traveling bag, you say? Yes, I do remember that. Stealing our bag to understand its time-traveling secrets would definitely be a motive for Mr. Oops, too. Motive? Yes. In every mystery I've read, the culprit has a motive, which is a reason why he or she committed the crime they were accused of. And Mr. Oops's interest in time travel is definitely a motive. Well, then Maisie Marks, the travel writer for the Chicago Tribune, had a motive too, didn't she? Remember, she said... Magic book bag? Time travel? Surely you can't be serious. Can you imagine the stories I could write if I could travel anywhere, anytime I wanted to? You're right. She did say that, but her travel books were stolen just before my book bag. Maybe that was a distraction to give her the opportunity to take your bag. But, oh, then there was Dr. Hennessy, the entomologist. He wasn't too interested in your books or book bag, but he was really interested in you, Reading Bug. When he met you, he said... As an entomologist, I can say I've never seen a bug like you before. Fascinating. And what a remarkable specimen. I mean, creature. Uh, a friend. Yes, you're right, Lauren. They're all suspects. And don't forget the waiter, Brian. He was here, too. And Christopher, the conductor. Although, I don't know if either one had a motive. I think we should consider them to be suspects until we learn more. Oh, and here comes Christopher now. Oh, this is terrible. Lauren, reading bug, reader, my sincere apologies for your missing books. A number of our guests had already reported that their books had gone missing. All kinds of books. Travel books, picture books, fantasies, science fiction, mysteries, thrillers, biographies, memoirs. And now this. A dark stain on my spotless record as Pullman conductor. 
How I wish we had a cinder dick on board to get to the bottom of this. A cinder dick? What on earth is that? Oh, I know, Lauren. I read in Lantern Sam and the Blue Streak Bandit that a cinder dick is a railroad detective, a person who investigates thefts that occur on a train. Christopher, the reading bug, our reader friend, and I are terrific mystery solvers. We'll be your railroad detectives today. Yes, I've read lots and lots and lots of books about detectives. Nancy Drew, The Hardy Boys, Timmy Failure, Cam Jensen, and Encyclopedia Brown. And we've already got a list of suspects. You do? Wonderful. That's a great idea. If you can solve this mystery, it would go a long way toward restoring our passengers' confidence in the 20th Century Limited. And me. How can I help? Well, since I'm afraid you're a suspect too, Christopher, you can help by telling us everything you know. Yes, yes, of course, Lauren. As you know, this train started from Grand Central Terminal in New York City. We were only 30 minutes into our journey when I received the first report of missing books. A wealthy couple in roomette number 17 had misplaced the novels they were reading. My staff helped search their compartment, but we could not find the missing books. At the time, I thought nothing of it. But shortly afterwards, more passengers' books began to disappear. How strange! It sure was. Minutes later, an autobiography about Mr. Brooks was stolen from Mr. Brooks. Next, it was a picture book that was purchased as a present for the newly arrived Pimpleton baby, followed by a science fiction collection from the luggage of T. Rod Lipton. Then, a mystery from Mr. Mason, a thriller from Dr. Jackson, and a fantasy from poor Miss Lewis. Books of every sort disappearing without a trace. And where were you, Christopher, when the books disappeared? My porters kept bringing me reports of the missing literature. But for most of the first two hours of our trip, I was here, in the dining car. You see, Brian had spilled a large bowl of spaghetti sauce, and he and I worked tirelessly to clean it up, so we would not need to delay the train's dinner service. You have an alibi? Alibi? Yes, that's a claim that a suspect was somewhere else, and therefore could not have committed the crime that they're being accused of. Oh, I see. So, if Christopher was in the dining car cleaning up sauce when the other books went missing, like he says he was... He couldn't possibly be the book thief, right? Exactly. Oh, well, yes, that's great. Brian, come here and tell these passengers about the spilled sauce. The, the spilled sauce? Well, it's a little embarrassing, but okay. You see, I was startled by a large spider hanging from the ceiling, causing me to spill spaghetti sauce all over the dining car. Thankfully, Christopher helped me get it cleaned up. But if you look closely, you can still see a bit of sauce on the chandelier. Reader, look! Brian's right! There are little red spots on the chandelier hanging above us. Spaghetti sauce! And how long did it take you to clean up this mess? Oh, must have been two hours at least. Great! If you and Christopher were in here when books were being stolen in other parts of the train, then neither of you could possibly be our book... Of course it wasn't me, but at least you now have the proof you need. Great detective work, you three. But I'm afraid you're going to need to work faster to clear these other suspects. We'll be in Chicago in no time. Yes, yes, of course. Reader, reading bug, if Christopher and Brian aren't the book thieves, then who is? Christopher, do you know if any of the passengers who are now in this car right now might have been near the passengers who reported the missing books? You mean Ms. Marks, Dr. Hennessy, Mr. Oops, or Madame Magnifique? Hmm, I'm not sure. They all have roomettes at the front of the train, which is where all of the missing books disappeared from. And they're all a bit eccentric. 
But a book thief? I just can't imagine it. Although... Yes? I'm sure it's nothing, but I did receive some complaints that Mr. Oops was wandering around and bothering other passengers with questions while they were trying to relax. Mr. Oops! He was the one at Maisie's table when her books went missing, remember? Reader, do you think he could be our book thief? Let's find out! Follow me! Excuse me, Ollie? Uh, Mr. Oops? We were wondering if you might be able to answer a few questions for us about the disappearing books. He took them. I'm sure of it. No one else was at the table with me when my books went missing. Ms. Marks, we understand you're upset, but I promise we're trying to solve this mystery and get your books back. We just need to ask a few questions. I already told you I had nothing to do with the book's disappearance. Do you really think that I, Ollie Oops, inventor of the Loops the Oops, could be a common book thief? Mr. Oops, we heard that you were seen near the roomettes where several books went missing at the beginning of this train ride. In fact, several passengers complained that you were pestering them with questions. Is that true? Pestering? Never! I was... Networking. As I told you earlier, I'm looking for funding for my latest invention, a time travel machine. And the roomettes on the 20th Century Limited are full of rich and famous passengers. I spent a small fortune for a roomette on this train in the hopes that I could befriend a new investor. While you were busy making friends, some passengers' books were going missing nearby. Did you notice anything unusual or suspicious? Unusual? No, I... Actually, wait. I do remember seeing that doctor or professor, uh, uh, Hennessy, was it? Tiptoeing out of one of the roomettes looking very troubled. It looked awfully suspicious to me. Maybe you should question him instead of wasting your time with... Ah! bleu! No, it cannot be, but I am innocent. Reader, reading bug. Did you hear that scream from Madame Magnifique? I wonder what it could be. There's no denying it. Those are books, and right next to your seat, Madame Magnifique. If the books aren't yours, how do you explain how they got there? Detectives, over here. Books? Did you hear that, Reader? It sounds like Christopher may have found the book thief. Let's go see. Christopher, did you find the missing books? Lauren, Reader, Reading Bug. I didn't find all the books, just these two but the others can't be far away. It looks like Madame Magnifique is the culprit. Two books, huh? Where did you find them? Well, I was walking past Madame Magnifique's table here when I nearly tripped over this. A book! Look! It's called Time Train by Paul Fleischmann. It was just lying here on the ground. Surprised we didn't see it before. Then I saw this. On the Blue Comet by Rosemary Wells. Reading bug, that's... It was right next to Madame Magnifique's bag. Never heard of On the Blue Comet before. Reading Bug, isn't that one of the books... In my book bag, yes! And there's a good reason Christopher hasn't heard of it. It hasn't been written yet. We're back in the 1940s, and the book won't be written for another 80 years! But how did it get here, near Madame Magnifique, and out of your book bag? It must have something to do with your book bag's disappearance. Oh, look! Lauren, read a Reading Bug over here! Reader, it sounds like Maisie has found something now. Do you think it might be another clue? Let's go see. Maisie, did you find something? Another book, maybe? No, no, not another book. I found this. It's a note 
and it's addressed to you, see? I looked down and it was just sitting here, right on top of my table. Although, I'm certain I didn't see anyone put it there. Look, Maisie has a folded up piece of paper, and on the front it says, To Lauren and Reader and the bug who loves reading. That's for us, for sure. It must be a clue. Well then, quickly open it and let's see what it says. Okay, okay. To Lauren and Reader and the bug who loves reading. If you seek a clue, join me now for a meeting. I'll be waiting alone in a car built for observing. And I'll tell you what I know, if you're deserving. I promise my clue will help solve this mystery and land me a spot in newspaper history. What do you think it all means, reader? Well, it looks like whoever wrote this has a clue to share with us. We just have to meet them in the car built for observing. The car built for observing. The observation car. I think you may be right, Lauren. You've heard about the little red caboose at the end of the freight trains, haven't you? Well, there are no cabooses on passenger trains. But I read in How Trains Work that the last car on a passenger train is usually an observation car. It's called an observation car because it has very large windows in the back, and sometimes overhead as well. It gives riders a panoramic view of the scenery that they are passing by. Yes, that must be it then. What are we waiting for? Let's go. Go to the back of the train to meet whoever wrote this note and to find a clue that will help us solve this mystery. Follow me. Quickly through the vestibule at the back of the dining car. Look. We're passing through a car that's filled with seats. Most of these seats are facing toward the front of the train, but a few of the seats have been flipped backwards so that they face the people sitting in the seat behind them. That lets four people talk to each other easily. There are a lot of passengers in the seats back here. This is the coach car, the most basic type of passenger car. It's also called a chair car because it is filled with row after row of seats, just like an airplane. Some chair cars have reclining seats, so it allows for easier sleeping by passengers who aren't traveling in a sleeping car. The next car is a coach car too. It looks the same as the last car. I think the observation car must be the next one. Come on. Hey, look at this. There's a rope across the vestibule and a sign. It says, observation is closed for a bit. Please turn around, find your seat and go sit. But if you are here for a clandestine meeting, then come right in. There's plenty of seating. What's a clandestine meeting? Clandestine means secret. I think that means us. We're here to meet someone in secret, so he or she can give us their clue. Let's go on in. Okay, reading bug. If you're sure, let's all cross the vestibule under the rope. Great. Wow. Look, reader. This must be the observation car. It's amazing. There are big windows on either side of the car. In addition, there's one more row of windows that starts at the top of the first window and curves over the top of the train so that passengers can easily see the sky as well as the countryside. The back of the car is like a giant picture window. But Reading Bug, no one else is in the car yet. There's plenty of seating for us, though. Why don't we wait for our mystery person in the chairs next to the big picture window at the back of the car? They look so comfortable. And even though it's getting dark outside, the view from there is amazing. There are rolling green hills and lots of beautiful trees. 
Come on, this way. Wait, no, Lauren, reader, don't sit down. Slowly back away from those chairs. Reading bug, why shouldn't I sit down? They look so comfortable. Because look, there are big black spiders crawling all over the seats. And I think they may be super poisonous black widow spiders. Black widow, oh yikes, I see them. Maybe this is why the observation car was closed. We never should have come in here. Let's get out as fast as we can. Wait a second. Wait, why would we wait, Reading Bug? You said yourself, these spiders are poisonous. I'm not so sure about that anymore, Lauren. I've looked more closely and these spiders appear to be dark brown, not black. And they don't have a red spot on them either. Reading Bug, I'm not interested in whether these black widows are brown or black. I just want to get away from them. But Lauren, this is important detective work. In this case, color is very important. Black widows are always black, not brown, and they always have a red spot on their abdomen. So, I don't think these spiders are black widows after all. I've read about Steatota grossa, or false black widow spiders before. They are brown and don't have the same red markings that a real black widow spider has. There's no doubt that the sign on the observation car was for us, and the letter suggested we meet its writer here. Do you think maybe these spiders could have been put here to scare us into thinking they were poisonous black widows? But they're not really poisonous at all. But why would anyone want to scare us? Good question, Lauren. Someone's motive for scaring us may be to stop us from investigating the book thefts. Oh, yeah. I hadn't thought of that before. But why go to all the trouble of getting us back here to the last car on the train? Whoa! What was that? I don't know, but the whole observation car just gave a terrible jolt. And there was a loud noise coming from the vestibule between this car and the coach car in front of it. Is everyone okay? Yes, Reading Bug, I'm fine. That was a pretty good shake, but I'm, I'm still standing. The noise came from the vestibule, huh? Reading Bug, remember when we passed between train cars with Christopher when he was taking us on a tour of the train? What was it you said about train cars? Something about being able to change them around? Hmm, I mentioned that I read How Trains Work by Clive Clifford. In it, he says that each train car is hitched to the one in front of it and the one behind it using something called a coupler that allows the train operator to switch the train's configuration, move or remove train cars, or add new cars whenever they need. Yes, that's it. Reading bug, reader, if someone really wanted us off this case, don't you think they'd want us off this train? Whoa! Lauren, do you think someone is trying to separate the observation car from the rest of the train with us on it? Yes, I do. Quickly, back to the coach car, everyone. We've got to get off the observation car, fast! Whoa, stop! Lauren, look! The observation car has already separated from the rest of the train. There's a gap between the train cars, and it may be too far for you to jump. You're right, Reading Bug. Look, that must be the coupler there. It's stretched as far as it can go. The observation car is still connected to the rest of the train, but just barely. It could separate any minute. Reader, Reading Bug, what should we do? Someone loosened the coupler. I don't think anyone was planning on meeting us here. They just wanted to get us off the train. To tighten it again, you're going to need to turn that knob just under the train car. Can you reach it? Yes, I think I can reach it if I lie down and stretch out my arms. Got it. But it's too hard to turn. I think it may be stuck. Can you reach it too, Reader? I need help turning the knob. Great job. Okay, on the count of three, 
Turn the knob with me. Ready? One, two, three, turn! I think it worked. Again. One, two, three, turn! It's moving! Great work! One more turn and the cars will be close enough for you to step across again. Okay, reader. One more big turn. Ready? One, two, three, turn! We did it! Quickly! Back across into the coach car! Phew! That was a really close call. I can't believe someone tried to trick us! Reader, who do you think would have done such a thing? Lauren? Reading bug? Reader? You're still here? I mean, what are you doing here? In the, uh, coach cabin? Maisie? I could ask you the same thing. What are you doing back here? We last left you in the dining car. And you seemed awfully surprised to see us here. Oh, yes, well, you see, I heard a loud clatter from the back of the train, the direction you three had headed, and I was worried you might be in trouble. So I rushed to the back of the train, only to see the coupler of the observation car separating from the rest of the train. I didn't know you were back there, or I would have tried to help. I promise. The sign here suggested that the observation car was closed. It was, but someone had invited us into the car, all alone. Oh, that's terrible. I'm so glad you're okay. And the train is still in one piece, is it? It was almost a travel story that would have secured my place in newspaper history. Catastrophe on the great 20th Century Limited. A train car separated and loose on the tracks. Passengers trapped inside. Deadly Black Widow spiders threatening them. What a story. Did you say newspaper history, Maisie? Sure, uh, maybe, yeah, but sadly not today. Guess it's back to the dining car for me. I'll see you three back there. Reading bug. Reader, did you hear what Maisie just said? Yes! She's right. It would have been a pretty incredible story for a travel writer. But I sure am glad you two were able to keep the observation car attached to the rest of the train. Right. But Maisie also said Black Widow spiders, didn't she? How could she have known about the spiders? Unless... Lauren, you're right! I think I know who our book thief is. You do? Who? Yes, I do. Follow me back to the dining car. Oh, wonderful. You're back. We're running out of time to solve this mystery. Christopher, I think we know who your book thief is. Well, the reading bug knows anyway. Really? But that's terrific news. Who is it? The thief, Christopher, is in this room. Please don't let anyone leave while I'm explaining my theory. Theory? Yes. It's an educated guess about what happened, based on all the clues we've discovered, and my theory is this. Ollie, oops. Wait! Me? But I told you! I know! You said you didn't do it, but you're the one who took Time Train out of my book bag, weren't you? I... oh... yeah... You said it yourself! You only read books about time travel, and you were so interested in how Lauren, our reader friend, and I came to be aboard this train today, that when Maisie's travel books were stolen, 
You used the commotion to sneak into my book bag, didn't you? Well, um, ah. Uh, oh, fine. Yes, yes. I snuck into the book bag. It was remarkable, really. It kept growing bigger and bigger until it was big enough that I could look inside. I dumped out the books and took a closer look. But the book bag didn't do anything else. It's not a time machine. It's just a book bag. So I left it where I found it, and that's when the time travel book caught my eye. So I snatched it. <gasps> Reading bug, you did it. You found the book thief. It's Ollie Oops. No, no, wait. I only took the one book. That's all. That's it. I promise. I didn't take any others. Just left them in a pile there. I only read... Time travel books. Yes. But when we started asking questions, you slid the book across the floor to make it look like Madame Magnifique was the thief. Yes. But just the one book. So how was it that On the Blue Comet also from my book bag, but not about time travel, was also discovered. How? Are you going to tell us? Yes. Madame Magnifique. Moi? We. Mr. Oops wasn't the only one who used the disappearance of Macy's travel books as a distraction, was he? I am sure I do not know what you mean. Just like Mr. Oops, you wanted to get your hands on my book bag. But you weren't interested in time travel or even in the books. You wanted the book bag itself, for its beautiful ladybug print. You said so yourself, and you also said that you'd stop at nothing to get it. So you stole it. You stole it, but Mr. Oops hadn't dumped all the books out. And the one that remained inside, on the blue comet, tumbled out as you stuffed my book bag into your purse. That's how the second book came to be discovered by your table. Uh, um... Madame Magnifique. If you'd kindly empty the contents of your purse onto the table in front of you. Oh, fine. (gasps) (gasps) Reading bug! It's your book bag! We can go home! Great job! You solved the mystery! Madame Magnifique is the book thief! No! That's right. She's not the book thief. Remember, Madame Magnifique didn't care about the books. Only my book bag. So while she is a thief, She's not a book thief. Which brings me to Maisie Marks. Me? But it was my travel books that were stolen. Sure, your books were taken, but it was awfully suspicious that you just happened to be at the back of the train when the observation car's hitch was separated from the car in front of it. Oh, yes, and you knew about the spiders, but you said you hadn't been in the observation car. Exactly. Maisie... I believe you wrote the note that you gave to Lauren, our reader friend, and me. Remember, the note said, I promise my clue will help solve this mystery and land me a spot in newspaper history. But you had no intention of helping us solve the mystery, did you? You just wanted a story that would make newspaper history. Yes, yes, I admit it. I lured you to the back of the train on the promise of a clue. I tried to separate the train cars, (gasps) but I am no thief. I just wanted to create the world's biggest travel story and see my name on the front page of the Chicago Tribune. I promise, travel writers never get front page stories. It's not fair. You're right. You aren't our book thief, Maisie. She's not? Maisie, 
Your travel books were taken from you, just as my book bag was taken from me. You didn't know that the spiders in the observation car weren't Black Widows at all. They were false Black Widows. They were? Well, that's a pretty dull story. Yes. False Black Widows, just like the one that startled Brian into spilling his sauce and distracted Christopher from the missing books at the beginning of the train ride. And there's only one passenger on this train, besides me, of course, that would know the difference between a Black Widow and a Steatota Grossa, the same person whose roomette Maisie took the spiders from to put in the observation car. Dr. Hennessy! Yes! Dr. Hennessy, the entomologist, in addition to bugs, entomologists also study arachnids. That's another name for spiders. Isn't that right, Dr. Hennessy? Yes. Arachnid is another name for spiders. And you placed the spider in the dining car, causing Brian to spill his sauce. Yes, I did put a spider in the dining car, but only because... And while Christopher and Brian were cleaning up, you stole all of those books, didn't you? Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you our book thief, Dr. Hennessy. No, no, you don't understand. Reading bug, you did it. You solved the case. I can't believe it. Dr. Hennessy is the book thief. But why? Why would he steal all those books from strangers all over the train? What's his motive? I couldn't. It wouldn't stop. I had to. Hmm. Motive. You know, Lauren, reader, I can't think of a motive. In fact, I can't think of any reason why Dr. Hennessy would steal other people's books. Yes, yes. I took the books, all of them, but it's not my fault. He made me do it. He made you do it? Dr. Hennessy, what are you talking about? Who made you? Come with me to my roommate. I'll show you. Reader, reading bug, let's go. Up to the front of the train to see whatever it is Dr. Hennessy wants to show us. Christopher, Brian, don't let any of the rest of the passengers out of your sight. Each one of them was up to no good today. It all started so innocently. A perfect specimen, a never-before-seen worm species, a chance to make my mark on the entomology world. He was adorable, and at first, he didn't need much. A word here and there, a sentence, a paragraph. What is he talking about, reader? But soon, he became insatiable. I just needed to keep him thriving until the entomology conference, where I could show him to the world. The Bigfoot of the worm world. The Loch Ness Monster of entomology. Many said they didn't exist, but this was going to be my chance to prove them all wrong. If I could keep feeding him, and feeding him, and feeding him. But it was never enough. Paragraphs grew into pages. Pages grew into chapters. Chapters grew into entire novels. The Bigfoot of the Worm World? I don't understand. Reader, do you? I think we're about to find out, because here we are at Dr. Hennessy's roomette. Behold. Reader, 
Look at Dr. Hennessy's small roomette. It's littered with books. There are books everywhere. On the bed, tucked into the luggage rack, piled high near the window. Manuscripts, travel books, science fiction, and... Oh, look. Reading bug, it's the books about trains from your book bag. Dr. Hennessy, it's true. You are the train book thief. But... But why? You don't understand. I had to take the books. I had to take them for him. Him? Him who? Him. The Hennessy Bookworm. Bookworm? Reader, look. On the small table in the center of the room is a glass aquarium with a log inside. And on that log is a worm. And a book. Yeah, yeah. A bookworm. After months of research and tracking, I finally discovered him. And like I said, at first it was easy. He devoured single words and sentences. But the more he consumed, the more he wanted. And when my collection of books at home was depleted, I had to find more books wherever I could. I didn't want to steal the books from other people, so I begged the bookworm to eat my diaries, newspapers, science magazines, and even my lab notebooks. But when I offered him my newspaper, listen to what he says. No, must be books. I like them best. When the ink is still wet and they're hot off the press. Picture books are very nice, but magazines just won't suffice. Graphic novels are tasty too. But yucky newspapers just won't do. From books, I'll devour entire chapters. The delicious stories fill me with rapture. I can't get enough. Feed me more, 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 more. Give me more of those books that you know I adore. See? What was I to do? He demands books from me more every day. If I can't keep him full, I'm afraid he'll perish before I can show him at the entomology conference. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. I never imagined it would come to this. Bookworm, I enjoy gobbling up good books, too. You do? Yes, but not with my mouth, with my eyes. I love to read books, books of every kind, long books, short books, mysteries, fantasies, graphic novels, you name it. Have you ever tried reading a good book instead of eating it? Reading, no. I have been so busy eating and growing that I never learned how to read. That's why I really like books with lots of pictures in them. But Bookworm, we can help you with that. We can teach you how to read. I'm confident you'll enjoy them even more. And the great thing about reading is that you get to find your favorite books and read them again and again and again. Again and again and again? That does sound great. I just devoured a wonderful novel that I just love to eat. I mean, read again if I could. You promise you'll teach me? We, we promise. promise. And maybe once you've curbed your appetite for books, you can join us in my book bag for an adventure. I think I'd really enjoy that. No more eating books? I think I'd enjoy that, too. Not so fast, Dr. Hennessy. You've stolen all these books from other passengers. I'm afraid the police in Chicago will want to have a little chat with you once we arrive. In fact, I think the police will want to speak with all four of you. No, no. no. I'm, I'm completely innocent. innocent. I didn't no. do anything. Save it for the cops. 
As for you, Lauren, reading bug, reader, you really saved the day. Your detective skills were remarkable, and by catching the thief, you helped restore everyone's trust in the 20th Century Limited. How can I ever thank you? No need to thank us, Christopher. It was our pleasure to help. And besides, we had to find the Reading Bug's book bag and books, remember? Thank you for showing us this incredible steam train. This is an adventure I won't soon forget. Me either. But I'm afraid now we have to head back home. Back to the future, to our friends and families. The future? But... Reading Bug, grab your books and let's be on our way. Hurry! Everyone hop into the book bag with me. Hey! Bookworm! Yes? Want to join us? It looks like Dr. Hennessy might not be making it to his entomology conference today. Oh, yes, yes, yes! I'd love to join you! Okay, then. Follow me and let's jump into the book bag together. One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in! We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. Look, the 20th Century Limited is disappearing. And so are all the books in my roomette. Uh-oh, I'm starting to get hungry. <laughs> Don't worry, bookworm. We'll be home in no time, and I'll start teaching you how to read today. We're floating up, up, up through the 20th Century Limited's plume of white steam and into the air as we make our way back home. What an exciting adventure. We were able to ride on a historic steam train, solve a mystery, and make a new friend, the bookworm. That's right. All those detective books I've been reading sure did come in handy today. I'll say they led you right to me. Reader, what was your favorite part of today's adventure? I'll play some music in just a little while, and we can all draw pictures of everything we saw and did today. I think I'll draw a picture of the 20th Century Limited chugging down the tracks. I'm going to draw a picture of all of us in the observation car with the spiders as it started to separate from the rest of the train. That was really scary. And I'm going to draw a picture of you, my new friends, coming to rescue me. And of some delicious books, of course. If you enjoyed today's adventure like I did, and want to learn more about trains or detectives, you can read any of the books in my book bag. I have a complete list for you at www.thereadingbug.com adventures. Are we home? Yes, we made it back, bookworm. And I have a feeling your adventure is just beginning. Reader, you were an enormous help on today's adventure. Thank you. Without you, I'm not sure we would have ever solved the mystery of the missing books, found the Reading Bug's book bag, and made it back home. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true 
just by being you. Now that our adventure is over, I think it's time for some reading lessons, Bookworm. Follow me! And I think it's time for us to get back to our families, don't you, reader? But before we go, I'm going to play some coloring music for you to color to. The reading bug and I would love to see what you draw. So if you can, please share it with me on social media or through thereadingbug.com. Reader, it was so nice to meet you, and I can't wait to see you again. Maybe on another adventure. You've got it, bookworm. Goodbye, reader. Bye-bye. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations, too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Today's episode was sponsored by Sourcebook's new book, The Elephant's Guide to Hide and Seek by Kirsten Hayes and Gladys Jose. Three, two, one. Ready or not, here I come. Reading Bug, I see you've been reading our sponsoring book. I sure have. Found you. Come on, you can do better than that. You know, Lauren, elephants are great at many things, but playing hide-and-seek is not one of them. But this book is excellent. It's a picture book that offers sympathy, support, and superior hiding solutions for our elephant friends. With just a little help, they can become hide-and-seek champions. (laughs) I don't know about that. Elephants are awfully big to be playing hide-and-seek. No offense, of course. The Elephant's Guide to Hide-and-Seek is a great book for story time. Grown-ups will love the silly story, and kids will have fun finding the elephant on each page. And elephants will enjoy the useful hide-and-seek tips and tricks. The book also ends with a wonderful, heartwarming message about friendship. It's a fantastic read-aloud that you can enjoy over and over, and I'm happy to recommend it. Now, Reading Bug, what do you say? Are you up for a little game of hide-and-seek? I sure am! Of course you can play too, Elephant! Please support our sponsor, Sourcebooks, by purchasing The Elephant's Guide to Hide-and-Seek by Kirsten Hayes and illustrated by Gladys Jose at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Sourcebooks, changing millions of lives, book by book. Thank you, Sourcebooks, for your support. And thanks to all of our individual sponsors as well. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me and Chloe Savage, and by Brandon Savage, Caitlin Savage, Rob DeCruz, Dan Shern, Shannon Shern, and my nephew, Matthew Shern. Original music was written and performed by me and by Dan and Matthew Shern, and mixing and mastery for this episode was by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you. Just
years, the past and the curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100 plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? <laughs> We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. <laughs> New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. 